from Transport Topics in Washington, D.C. This is Road Signs. And now here's your host, Michael Fries. Thank you for listening to this episode of Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to take a deep dive into nitrogen oxides, more specifically, the reduction of them. Earlier in March this year, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency proposed a new rule to tighten nitrogen oxide emissions. The new proposed standard will reduce emissions of smog and soot-forming nitrogen oxides, or as we refer to as NOx, from heavy-duty gasoline and diesel engines, and set more stringent greenhouse gas standards for certain commercial vehicle categories. So for this episode, we'll ask the question, how will the EPA's recommended NOx emissions rule affect the trucking industry? We'll speak with Glenn Ketze, Energy and Environmental Counsel for the American Trucking Associations about the ramifications later. But first, we'll discuss the rule itself with Transport Topics reporter, and most importantly, our friend, Eric Miller. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thanks. Good to be here, Mike. Glad to have you on. Glad to have you on. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, I, I just kind of uh, gave a brief explanation of the rule, um, but I wanted to have you on, you know, since you've been covering this uh, from... Um, from um, Soup to Nuts. So could you just give us a, a, a little more detailed uh, explanation of what this rule is about and, and where where the EPA is going with this? Yeah, this thing's been coming on, ongoing for a long time. EPA has been talking about this rule uh, several years ago. In fact, it goes back to the uh, Trump administration, but they didn't really get it done. And when the Biden administration came in, they uh, set their sights on getting this Knox uh, national NOx rule. CARB, or California Air Resources Board, and ha- already has one probably about you know, maybe a year and a half ago, and that is just for California and several of the northeastern states uh, are shooting for CARB's rule, which is a, a little more tough than the EPA rule. The EPA rule um, would essentially um, start with a model year 27 trucks it's a pretty tough rule. It would reduce uh, NOx emissions, they say, by about 60%. And that is not going to get into effect as soon as CARB's rule, which is in 2024, it begins. These are going to be going to be tough rules. Um, and, and the industry uh, and the manufacturers claim they've already reduced NOx uh, significantly over the years. Um, and they're hopeful that this, this rule uh, will come with specifications that they can meet because uh, the trucking industry is the, those are the people who judge how well the rule will work. So it's, it's going to be a, a big change for a lot of fleets. Uh, it's doable according to the regulators. So it'll be interesting to see how this evolves. The, the, uh, the Knox rule for, uh, for EPA um, is just a proposal so they'll have to take some comments from people, and uh, then they'll come out with a final rule, uh, pretty much whenever they want to. So it's it's a it's a big development. The industry has got its ears up on it. Uh, not everybody's happy with it. Some people are happy with it, and some people are happy with it but want more. You're you're saying that you know uh, people have some comments towards that, and uh, I know the ATA's uh, Glenn Ketsey had some comments, and we're we're going to uh, get into that later with him. Um, but you know there there were the other entities that had comments as well. Um, you know what were some of those uh, concerns about? Uh, what were they particularly centered on? Yeah, I mean it, it, the EPA had a three day hearing 
which in which they solicited comments from all kinds of people, um, just about everybody who's anybody, and then some people who aren't everybody. Um, the industry, uh, including American Trucking Associations, is is telling um, EPA, be cautious with your rule. Make it reasonable. When you come out with a final rule, make sure it's reasonable, that it's attainable, and that it's not going to uh, increase the cost of a truck so much that uh, there could be pre-buys before the rule. That happened pretty much with the 2010 rule, uh, which was EPA's rule back in 2009. And in 2009, anticipating that the rule was going into effect in 2010, there were a lot of uh, pre-buys of existing technology so they could, so the industry could float for a while without having to meet the new standards. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see um, if uh, the industry is satisfied with what happens, if they're not you know, going to resi- be resistant at all or, or try to buy uh, older trucks before the new, uh, new NOx rule goes into effect. So it's, it's going to be uh, real interesting to see what happens. Yes, it, you know, through your reporting, it kind of sounds like that most applaud the EPA's efforts, but have some uh, reservations about uh, the, the process and just the action of it. I mean, is that kind of a right way to characterize that? Yeah, well, for, for some, it's, it's too soon. And for, for others, it's been a long time coming. There was a lot of emotional uh, test, testimonies uh, people were given three minutes to testify on what they thought of the new rule. There were some nearly 400 commenters, um, and they ranged from a group called Moms Clean Air Force, which is a, a group that claims a, a million members. Um, and there was some pretty emotional testimony from them that this rule doesn't go far enough. Um, and uh, they were somewhat critical of EPA for taking so long to get to this this rule because in uh, the Biden administration's, one of its emphasis is going to be um, on taking care of communities that are close to uh, in, interstates, close to ports, um, that are uh, often uh, communities of color and low-income groups um, who are particularly hardly punished by this rule because they're near where trucks come in and out. Um, so, uh, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be watching this rule closely, uh, to see how it helps, uh, in health wise also EPA claims this will, you know, mitigate some of the asthma cases that, that develop due to people inhaling diesel, diesel smoke. So, uh, the, the, the base was really varied on people who testified and told EPA what they thought. Okay. You know, one of the things that you're just mentioning, just everyone's going to be watching this. And, uh, and it's kind of a unique situation when you really don't know when and what the end game is going to be. Uh, just kind of through your reporting, where do you see this this heading? I mean, I mean, is there a particular, um, you, you said there was no really defined date of, of, of ending this or, or coming to a final decision, but um, just kind of reading the tea leaves and 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 um, you know, your sources, uh, where where do you think this is going to, to head? I mean, where do you see this heading? Just from the people you're speaking to. Well, for the Biden administration, this is a, a precursor towards uh, a pathway to electric vehicles. Uh, uh, CARB, uh, the California Air Resources Board, has already 
uh, has some plans to transition to electric trucks. Uh, there are manufacturers who are working on that, have prototypes. Some say they're already going to be able to deliver in, in uh, maybe next year uh, to a great extent. Um, and the goal is zero emissions. Um, but this is kind of a precursor to that. The next step um, towards um, electric trucks, um, which CARB has been keeping their eye on for a long time, and they, they did a rule uh, in uh, last August uh, calling for uh, electric trucks to be sold beginning in 2024 uh, by manufacturers who have to sell 5% of their trucks as electric vehicles. Um, so this is all headed towards electric trucks. Uh, at least that's the hope of uh, many environmentalists and the Biden administration. Yes, yeah, so, you know, all all roads lead to electrification. It, it seems no matter what we're we're talking about, especially when it comes to uh, just fuels in general. I mean, you know, diesel is still king, but it, it won't be king for 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 too long at, at one at one particular point. Um, yeah, you know, we've been speaking with Transport Topics reporter Eric Miller. Uh, Eric, it was great having you on to the, to the show, and thank you for making us smarter to to help us understand this particular issue. Thanks, Michael. My pleasure. Transport Topics in one word: authoritative, knowledge, outstanding, reliable. We asked Transport Topics readers to describe us in one word: informative, informative, integrity, the Bible. Authoritative. The authority. Transportation information, that's two, but I, I, I gotta have it both. Physically large. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's two words. Visit influence.ttnews.com forward slash say hello to find out what they're talking about. Welcome back to Road Signs. Let's get a little more deep into the proposed Knox regulations from the EPA with Glenn Ketsey. Energy and Environmental Council for the American Trucking Associations. Welcome to the show, Glenn. Thanks for having me on today. Great, great. I'm glad to have you as a guest. Uh, you know, you're uh, you, you've probably been submersed in this particular topic. Um, so um, and you've been a part of the the, the hearing that went on uh, recently from the EPA. And as you have commented before, as you said, the, the rules directed toward manufacturers. However, it's the trucking companies that will be the consumers of the soon-to-be-regulated engine product. So my question to you is, what type of role would the manufacturers uh, take, and, and also the consumer, uh, what role will they play to make this uh, proposed rule uh, effective and working? Sure. We, we've been working with EPA for probably the last two years, sharing data, providing stakeholder input as to our concerns going forward with a leap in technology. The last time we had a change in the low NOx standards was really over two decades ago in a 2001 regulation. So EPA came out with this regulation. They listened to, to us and the manufacturers in terms of not being wed to just one type of approach. So they proposed two different options. The first option was virtually just a, a one step. In other words, they were ratcheting down the NOx emission standard come 2027. And the other option was the mimicking of what California currently has on the books. And that was a two-step approach, which would ratchet down the NOx emission standards in 2027 and then further ratchet them down in 2031. So that's kind of the crux of everyone's comments. Which of those two options could be achievable within the timeframes that are set out there? 
along with a, a bunch of other concerns that we have. And that's, that's going to be the crux of our comments as fleets. And that's going to be the crux of the comments of, of manufacturers that have to figure out how to develop these new technology paths and design products that are going to be both durable and function the way their intention is to go forward in achieving whatever the NOx levels will be. Out of those two options, Glenn, um, is there one that's more feasible than the other? You, you had mentioned that, that, you know, the option one where that, that the two step that's, that's mimicking the, the, the carb regulation. Do you feel that that's going to be a more of a feasible choice than that, that option two, which is just the, the as you said, the, the 2027 move? Yes. The, you know, the, the one step option is really the manufacturer's preferred option. And the two-step option is really the California Lonox law. Uh, the final rule might determine that there's somewhere in between step one and step two. And, and so no one's really wed specifically to the first option or the second option. Uh, you mentioned the hearing last week. I'd say 99 point blank percentage of the people wanted the most stringent NOx standard which is really unrealistic and it wasn't supported by science or data. Uh, for those of us in this industry, the step, the option two, the one-step approach is a more realistic approach. Wherever the stringency level is going to be set, we're not quite certain, but we, all, we know that these mandatory extended warranties are going to be required under this regulation uh, shouldn't go so far out as to say 600,000 miles. You know, we think that we currently have to buy 100,000 mile extended warranties at present, um, we think that we could cut back on a lot of the costs somewhere into the middle there. So we'd like a lo lower warranty period and, and a less stringent standard that would start, or I'd say a, a little more, a higher NOx emissions uh, allowable come 2027. So ahead of, of where a more stringent standard would go into effect, if, if that makes any sense. Okay. This is kind of a summary of what you had said uh, during the meeting, you know, just kind of the, the quote that kind of stuck out for me, uh, you know, zero emission pathways are not free. <laughs> so, um, you know, in, in, in the sense that, you know, with, with these regulations, there are some adjustments that most importantly, you know, uh, the fleets who, who don't make the trucks, there the, are consumers that, that they will have to make. Um, you know, could, could you talk about more of, those, uh, more of those particular realities and the challenges facing a successful implementation of that rule? Yes, there, there's so many different components under this rule. And I've been doing this for over 30 years. And, and I'll be honest, this is probably the, one of the most difficult regulations I've ever reviewed. Um, some folks say that the reason for this dramatic NOx reduction is to kind of force our industry into a zero emission vehicle future by continuing to kind of hammer on the use of internal combustion engines to the point where it might be more attractive for fleets to seriously consider zero emission vehicles in the near and mid future going forward. So with that being said, you know, we, we want to make sure that these are achievable standards. We, we know that the California 90% reduction of NOx approach uh, at this time, according to manufacturers, is, is not a production ready and achievable technology pathway. So if you can't get technologies that actually travel high miles, actual miles in a truck and evaluate the data, that's going to come out far different in terms of running tests in a lab. 
So right now, what manufacturers are telling us is that they would have to design technologies that would actually have to be in the negative emission level because they need that flexibility and variability when they try to hit targets because there's be a little, a couple high points, a couple low points and averaging. So their design margin, they have to over-design where the, where the ultimate target's gonna end up. So in order to over-design at these minuscule amounts of NOx emissions, they, they would, not that it's even feasible, but they right. would, <laughs> if you could, they would have to design into the negative area of emissions. Okay. Which, which is not a plausible approach. Well, it sounds like with the, uh, the, the manufacturers, at least, I mean, it sounds just kind of getting in tune with the, the regulations and just kind of keeping up with uh, what the EPA wants is sort of, sort of like, a, to me, you're getting into a, you know, a double dutch jump rope. And just trying to, you know, get in and, and uh, perform that particular time, you know, at that at the same time, just to make everything smooth. And that, that seems to be, uh, as you just explained, this just seems to be a very heavy lift when it comes to regulation and meeting those regulations. You know, um, Glenn, before we get you out of here, I just got, I just have one more question concerning that, and it just kind of touching upon what you were just mentioning, just sort of that you know, you're just kind of focusing on the real world applications that this rule is going to allow on the on the manufacturers. So. Um, in, in that sense, you, you had touched upon it earlier, just kind of, you know, that option one, and option two. Is it realistic to feel that there's going to be some type of option between that one and two, an alternative solution you know, on, on the nationwide level to, that that could mirror CARB, but but also uh, assuage some of those concerns that you were just uh, just talking about? Well, that's that's the $10,000 question. You know, will there be a sliding scale between these two options? And uh if I had to take a guess, I think there, there will be something in between. But as for whether or not California would be satisfied to kind of back down and accept the federal approach, this is going to be a tricky one. You know, I don't, I don't know if California will kind of budge away from what they put on the books for 90% NOx reduction that other states across the country uh, have begun to consider adopting. And if California decides not to budge from their most stringent approach and the federal government ends up coming up with some approach between California's approach and, you know, the lower option, uh, we'll have two technology pathways and two sets of emission standards across the country. So California plus the states that adopt the California approach versus the EPA federal approach. So this is going to play out in, an, in a very unusual fashion. I can't predict at the end of the day what's going to end up looking like. So I would just say stay tuned. Uh, we're looking for national consistency, uniformity, but I can't guarantee that in this case we'll end up there at the end. We've been speaking with Glenn Ketze, Energy and Environmental Counsel for the American Trucking Associations. Glenn, it was a pleasure speaking with you, and thank you for coming on to the show. And I'm sure this is a space that we're surely going to watch in the near future. Well, I appreciate the time, Mike, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day now. Sure thing. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open Transport Topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with Transport Topics. Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. How will the EPA's recommended NOx emissions rule affect the trucking industry? As we heard from our guests, the EPA recommendations toward NOx emissions will cut many ways for many in the trucking industry. Everyone seems to agree that a cleaner planet benefits all who live in it. 
However, when the practice is played out, we find out that there are some costs involved. The current carb regulations do serve as a drawing board, but as we heard, industry voices are demanding some adjustments to meet the real-world needs of a current landscape. That being said, this particular issue, as well intended as it might be, leads to another myriad of concerns, such as, how could this emissions rule play out with the emergence of electric and autonomous vehicles? And does this squeeze out smaller fleets who are currently left behind the bell curve? This is one case where our original question only leads to more questions in the future. If you enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with the Road Signs team, or reach me on Twitter at Michael V. Freeze. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Michael Freeze. Thank you for listening. 